The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Hello and aloha. Uh, Two of my very special guests today are from the great state of Hawaii. So I'd like to welcome my listening audience to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. I am so excited to be with you today and to share what it's like being a successful real estate investor and an entrepreneur. Now, the path to entrepreneurship is clear. There are two things I want you to remember today if you don't remember anything else. Number one, you want to control a small business. Number two, invest in real estate. So let me share with you about the format of our show. It's four parts. Our first guest is going to cover what's hot in real estate right now. We cover different geographical markets across the United States. So today we're going to look at island real estate and we're going to feature the great state of Hawaii. We'll also have celebrity guests, authors, entrepreneurs as part two. We are going to share about financial literacy and also read uh, quotes uh, and emails from our listeners. That's our format of the show. Now, you might ask yourself, why do you want to listen to Lori Wetzel? Well, I will tell you why. I am a light bringer, a magic maker, a world shifter, and a game changer. I will challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you and I will not repeat I will not let you play small with your life this is about entrepreneurship folks and taking your life and creating whatever it is that you want to create in life so let's get started I want to introduce my first guest and he's going to cover the hottest real estate trends in the Hawaiian market right now Uh, Dan Ihara ranked as a top performer on the top 100 realtors by Hawaii Business in 2015. He was top in both sales and also number of transactions. Born in Honolulu, he is the youngest of six children. And prior to Dan working in real estate, he was also a vice president of marketing for a global manufacturing company. So he is used to international travel and international markets. He was responsible for sales in Hawaii, Florida, Canada, Asia, South Pacific, and the Caribbean. So please help me welcome Dan Ihara. 
He's going to share with us about what's hot in the Hawaiian market today. Hey, Dan, aloha and good morning. Aloha. Oh, oh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, listen, you know, you hear or see uh, the fix and flip shows on television. And they're always talking about island real estate. So I'm really glad that you are on because many people forget the 50th state being Hawaii is a great island destination. But many people might not know about real estate. So what's hot in the real estate market today on the island of Hawaii? Well, there's two areas that are really hot in the real estate market in Hawaii now. One is the condominium market. Um, in the Kaka'ako area, I know there's a lot of uh, vowels in that word, Kaka'ako. Uh, that's about 100 yards from the ocean uh, near Alawana Shopping Center, the state's largest shopping center. Well, we, in that specific geographic area, we have, they have a plan to have 22 co- uh, luxury condos come up in, in about two miles uh, of an area. Uh, and this is the largest growth that we've seen since the 1970s uh, in one specific area. You know, condominium prices rose uh, from 2015 to 2016. We, we, we rose 19.8%. It went from 338 to 438. And it was just a huge amount of growth that we've seen uh, in, in a very short time period. And so that area is really uh, booming right now. Uh, we, there's a lot of new construction. Howard Hughes has come in. Um, a lot of the ward villages are there, and there's just a lot of growth and demand. Uh, there's a rail station that is designed to come through town, uh, through the Automata Shopping Center. So we're seeing a lot of this uh, future vision of, of li- lifestyle and living in central Honolulu, right in the core of, of Honolulu, which is really walking distance to downtown and to the restaurants uh, and to Waikiki. So it's kind of right in the middle of Waikiki in downtown Honolulu. Okay, so you've got Honolulu. That's on the island of Oahu, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. are there any differences between being on Oahu and, say, for example, the retail market on the big island, Kauai, Maui? Any major differences? Yes, there is, because each island has its own uh, characteristics, and they're they're also much more remote. You know, so you have about a million people living on our island and up to maybe a quarter million on some of the other islands. So, as you can tell, the population core is here in Honolulu. And the number of uh, opportunities and transactions that are closed, um, for the most part, are on this island, on Oahu, where I am. Um, The other difference uh, that we've seen recently is a new law that passed. It's called an ADU, which is an accessory dwelling unit. And so what we're seeing is a lot of folks uh, wanting to buy a single-family home where they can live in part of it and rent the other part of it. And this accessory dwelling unit law that just passed last, late of last year has started to allow that to happen. Prior to that, you could only have one kitchen uh, on a residential lot of a uh, 5,000-square-foot lot. Now you can actually have two. And that accessory dwelling unit can be up to 800 square feet. So that's uh, opening up another opportunity for people to come in to buy uh, a property to live in and also to rent for income. Wow, I have not heard of that before. So accessory dwelling unit. So you can rent one, live in one, 
that that's that's pretty good. Uh, I actually like that concept. It's becoming very popular, huh? Yes, it is. Uh, I actually teach uh, 1031 exchange seminars uh, and investment seminars as well. And uh, what we're seeing is there are clients that are doing partial 1031 exchanges where they're living in, in a portion of the property and renting the other portion. So it's creating a lot of opportunities for folks who uh, have the financial ability to invest in real estate uh, to, to, one, enjoy it, but also to, to pay for it through income in a rental market. Okay, perfect. So for the listening audience who may not be aware of what a 1031 exchange is, could you please explain that? Sure. 1031 exchange is an IRS tax code that allows you to defer your capital gains taxes uh, uh, as long as you purchase something of equal or greater value. Uh, there are time frames involved, uh, 45 days to assign a property, replacement property, and 180 days to close on that replacement property. Um, and so it just allows you, so let's say you had bought a property or was given a property at half a million dollars, it sold for a million dollars, you got $500,000 of gain that you didn't live in. And so you're going to get taxed at state and federal levels. Um, Shucks for the state of Hawaii, it's seven and a quarter, I believe, and for the federal government, it's up to about twenty percent. Um, so it could, with and then with the Obama tax of the uh, uh, adjusted gross income, I think that's another three point eight percent. So yeah, there's I mean that could get close to about a third of of your income could go to the government. And so by doing a ten thirty one exchange, it allows you to defer that capital gains tax, uh, where when uh, Purchasing a replacement property of equal or greater value. Perfect. Now, Dan, tell me about the demographics of people that are purchasing real estate uh, in, in Hawaii and primarily on the island of Oahu. Um, are they retired couples? Are they singles? Is it families? And also, tell me a bit about their income levels. Because I, I right now, I don't know if people are... Uh, qualifying for a traditional mortgage to purchase real estate on the retail market? Um, are they doing some sort of creative fan, uh, financing, or are they cash buyers? So tell me a little bit about the demographics. Well, it, 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 um, the buyers are, are from all over the place. They're from locally, from the islands. Um, we're seeing people coming from the West Coast, a lot from Asia, um, from Europe, from Canada, uh, but what we're seeing, though, is what we're starting to see now and which will impact us over the next 10 to 20 years is we're seeing the largest uh, transfer of wealth in America. And that comes from the baby boomers. See, the baby boomers, what's happening is the baby boomers are inheriting a lot of wealth. Their parents are passing on. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm at the bottom end of the baby boomers. And so our parents are passing on, and they're passing on wealth. And with that wealth, baby boomers... What are baby boomers used to or known for? Are they used to uh, saving money or spending money? Well, they're probably they're, used to spending money. <laughs> they're spending it. They're spending it. Right. They've been right. leaps and they're bounds, spending. by the way. <laughs> right. And uh, where are they spending it? Well, in, in luxury places, in places that they'd love to go to, like Hawaii. So mm-hmm. we're seeing uh, more of that happening uh, statistically of all the uh, properties in Honolulu. 44% are investors. 44% are investors, some of which are local investors, some of which are off-island investors. Um, hmm, and so there's, so there's a lot of cash buyers coming in as well. 
I'm very surprised at that statistic. You said 44%. That's that's larger than what I thought. Yeah. Wow. Well, talk also, it's more than it's 64%. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. Well, listen, we have just a few minutes left before our break. I really want you to have the opportunity to talk about uh, a special project that you're working on uh, to support senior citizens. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, we started our non- first nonprofit called Silver Spoons. And Silver Spoons is uh, a child of my wife. My wife said that, you know, we started uh, serving a lot of seniors on our model. We have another company that's called Senior Move Managers and another company called Declutter Hawaii, and where we help people downsize, declutter, and transition. And a lot of those folks that we serve are, are the affluent, um, and, and that's great. The, the challenge, though, is there's so much of our population that is not wealthy. And so our goal is to help those seniors who can't help themselves by downsizing, decluttering, making their living environment as safe as possible, uh, allow them to age gracefully in their home uh, so that they can enjoy the last um, phase of their life. It's wow. called Silver Spoons. Okay, and if my listening audience wants to find out more information about that, how can they? Uh, for now, we haven't had the website up yet, so they can come reach out to me. Um, they can contact me directly um, at... Uh, ihara at iharateam.com until we get our website up. You know, perfect. I see today in America's society so many of our senior citizens who should really be enjoying the the golden years of their life and instead they're having challenges making ends meet. That's a tough situation if you've got to choose between whether or not you're purchasing your medication or whether or not you're eating. So I know that there are some seniors out there today that that have some challenges out there. Um, And so it's nice to hear uh, as individuals, as entrepreneurs, that we are giving back to the community. Well, you know what, Dan, Um, before we go to break, I just want to say thank you for sharing about what's hot in the Hawaiian market now. Um, I did not realize that the uh, condo market was as popular as it was, and also the accessory dwelling unit. So those are two key trends. Uh, Once again, Dan O'Hara from the O'Hara team at Carla Williams Honolulu, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you so much. Mahalo. All right. Uh, Mahalo. Thank you. When we come back from our break, we're going to have our next guest, Tony Scotty, and he's actually covering the real estate market on the islands of Hawaii, also doing some comparison to other islands, and we're going to look at it from a real estate investor perspective. So stay tuned. We'll be back from break shortly. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. 
With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Do you feel it when you work with marketing or PR firms? They're moving in slow motion. Or they just don't know what they're talking about. You won't get that on Marketing at Lightspeed. Host Ethan Raziel and his guest experts will deliver tips and tricks that work at Lightspeed. If you want to accelerate your company's marketing, listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang for a look into the issues that matter to you, such as economic growth and stability, quality education, strong neighborhoods, and accountable leadership. We'll also highlight leadership today, how it can be strengthened, and how it impacts your community. Insights and Strategies is heard live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Uh, uh, God bless you. Aloha and welcome back. Uh, so glad for our next guest, who's a very dear friend of mine. He is a seasoned real estate investor. Uh, please help me welcome to the show, Tony Scotty. Let me just share a little bit about Tony. Right? He started his consulting company in 2008, and then he expanded to real estate investing education in 2014. Now, education is key. You're going to hear us talk a lot about uh, real estate education so that you can minimize your risk. Now, Tony is actually based in the Hawaiian local market. So he has all the ins and outs in terms of real estate investing and not only does he live in Hawaii, he works there, he teaches there, he sponsors events, uh, he has a, a um, website uh, that he'll talk about that you can find out more information. And in addition to real estate investing, he is also very successful in dealing with debt reduction strategies. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And now, Tony also travels nationwide, so not only in Hawaii, but all across the country. So he helps people with real estate investing education, and he helps with navigating the systems for wealth creation. What an awesome bio. Please help me welcome Tony Scotty. Wow, thank you, Laura. That's that's awesome. I I, I listen to what you're saying, and, and I remember when we started, it was all about you know, making a little change in, in what my path was, and uh, now we're able to help and make changes to other paths. But I know you're doing the same out there in, in Chicago and across the country also. So well, thank you for having me on. Well, I should say mahalo. <laughs> oh, yes, mahalo. You are so welcome. So let's get into it because 
from what I understand from uh, the previous guest, Dan, on the, on the retail side, like your core population is on the island of Oahu. Uh, there are four, uh, I call them the big four islands. You have the big island of Hawaii. You have Kauai, Maui, and, and Honolulu is on Oahu. So are there major differences between the islands from a real estate investor perspective? Can you share more about that? Yeah, definitely. And and I I, I listen to Dan, and and he's uh, very, very knowledgeable in in what he's talking about in regards to trends. He talked about the additional dwelling unit. But but the the biggest trend that we've had, and you can take a look at, you know, graphs and, you know, from RealtyTrack and from all the different resources, but... The neighbor islands, um, I guess, over the last five years, because I know in 2008 we kind of started dipping out here, the neighbor islands were actually the market where you would be able to find the, the, the biggest uh, reduction in, in purchase value, purchase price, when you're looking at foreclosures. Um, Oahu had a little dip, but there still was a, a huge volume back in 2009, 2010. And so um, the other thing being is that, you know, based on the, the, the market, um, as far as what the uh, job market is, I think that's where the the trend in the neighbor islands was um, kind of lower, whereas Oahu had a pretty stable stable economy, so people were able to survive what happened there in 2008 to 2014 or so. So the best real estate investor deals and don't necessarily just look at Oahu, look at the other islands, particularly when it comes to foreclosures. Well, definitely, and it also has to do with really your strategy. There's there's some different strategies. Like Dan was talking about the additional dwelling unit, where you can take um, take an, a, a you know a, a portion of your land and build a smaller unit with a kitchen, so that you can actually have food and don't have to run back and forth to the main house. Um, that's that's a big one. Um, the the other options out here that we've seen were, of course, buying foreclosures, and and right now the foreclosure market is is starting. To, to re- revive itself, so there's not a, as I said, there's not a whole lot of foreclosures. Back in 2010 and 2009, I mean, it was to a point where one in 200 homes were being foreclosed. Um, now we're right around, for example, I'll give you island statistics. In Honolulu, it's about one in, one in every 2,000. On Maui, it's about one in 1,600. On Kauai, it's one in 1,500. And on the big island, it's one in 1,200. So there has been a reduction. So there's still deals out there. It's just a matter of there wasn't the volume that we had back in 2008, 2009, 2010. Okay, so what are the best short-term strategies for real estate investors to apply in the Hawaiian market. And when I say short-term, I mean those strategies that typically will take 12 months or less. What are you seeing? Well, still, of course, the, the foreclosure fix and flip, you know, there's the fix and flip craze out there. Um, the the volume of projects out there is, um, um, there's still volume there. It's just, it's you know, they're few and far between. However, I know um, there's other groups out here that are doing them. Um, there is one strategy that we use, and when well, I guess let me go back and give you a little history. In 2011, there was a there was a judicial change in a law that kind of forced our we had non-judicial and judicial foreclosures. Real simply, mm-hmm. the non-judicial was one that didn't go through the extensive court process, whereas the judicial went through an extensive court process. The judicial took a little bit longer. Well, when they adjusted that law, all of a sudden the foreclosure market kind of 
dried up. There wasn't as many available, and so we had to go into, into a different process, which is uh, what's called CPR, um, condominium property regime. The condominium property regime process is basically taking, it's like a, a shorter path to a subdivision, but that, that process can take between 8 to 12 to, to 24 months, but it's still what I would consider a short-term process. Um, and that's, that's a hot strategy. So we, we moved from doing foreclosures to doing what we call CPRs. And in those CPRs, you would basically take, say, a 10,000-square-foot lot. Um, that allows you to maybe build two houses if they were zoned, you know, R5, which is residential 5, which means you can put one house on 5,000 square feet. Well, you put that and you build two houses, and then you can separate them and sell them as individual um, individual houses, and that was a pretty good profitability strategy. But it does take a little longer than 12 months. Okay, all right. But that's good to know. So it's called condo property regime, and it's a shorter yeah, path to yeah. subdivision. Okay, so what kind of specs would you do if you have 10,000 square feet? And so uh, this is res- zoned residential, so you'd put two mm-hmm. houses on there. What kind of specs are we talking about? Are we talking about a three-two or three-one-and-a-half? What kind of square footage? Uh, give me an idea of what those specs would look like. Yeah, and, and you in, in, in most of the areas, a three-two would be very popular. Um, and, you know, it all really depends upon access and, you know, because the land, of course, is very, very much premium here. And you're going to have to have access with a with a with a park, you know, a driveway and 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 those types of things. So three twos is a very popular. Um, if you have more land, of course, we've seen them where they've taken, you know, other uh, zoning and, for example, doing a ten acre lot and doing uh, you know ten one acre plots with you know lots of room, you know, room for bigger houses and things like that. Okay. All right, and so what's the typical square footage then? So you're saying uh, for the property itself, not for the lot. Oh, for the property, we're probably looking between, I don't know, 1,500 and 2,000 square foot. I mean, 2,000 square foot is kind of big on that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of what they'll do is they'll build um, a two-story. So you might have a parking underneath or a, you know, one, one dwelling unit on the, on the bottom and a two-bedroom on top, so they may stack them and, you know, have it so that you can get that additional bedroom and additional square footage. Um, is, is, you know, one of the projects we were working on, we did that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that leads me actually into my next question because as we're talking real estate, and I know that the, and most people may not be aware, but the cost of living is high in Hawaii because everything is imported in from the mainland. So, therefore, your cost of living is much higher than your continental uh, United States. Now, I was looking online earlier and I saw something where it says, in an expensive area, an average monthly rent is about 900 square feet for $2,500. And an average monthly rent for a 480 square foot uh, place is about 1300 So if you are, are building, for example, or if you're using the condo property regime, what's your... What's your um, your selling price for this in 
and then we'll also want to I also want to talk a little bit about the financing and what you traditionally see with it. Okay. Well, to let you know, in most cases on the condominium property regime, you're going to turn it into a house that may be a single-family unit. Like, for example, we had a, a project we were doing um, out in um, what's called the Windward Side in, in, in Haula, where we took a 10,000-square-foot lot. Um, the acquisition price was right around 600000 uh, we split that. It had a three-bedroom, one-bath on the on the front part, and on the back side, we're building a three-bedroom, two-bath, um, and 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 it's going to cost probably close to three hundred fifty thousand to build the uh, unit we're looking at. Now, renting those out is not necessarily an investment type of um, profitability. So the rents out there, yeah, you might get between you know two thousand and twenty five hundred for rent for those, but those actually would be you would turn and sell them. Um, so that that second unit that we're building will probably sell for somewhere between seven hundred thousand, seven hundred fifty thousand. The the front unit we we sold it for five hundred and ninety thousand. Um, so you can split that lot, and it takes some time to do it, but um, there is a, a tremendous amount of profit in that type of a project. Now, not all the projects are going to be like that, but that's just mm-hmm. a basic idea. So mm-hmm. going back to your question about renting and profitability. Hawaii, being that the house prices are, are a little bit more than, than normal, um, as far as an average, like Dan was talking earlier, that you know the average single-family home price out here is right around $760,000. they are not necessarily going to cash flow, but they are investment properties for, for the standpoint of long-term hold, you know, maybe passing down to your children, maybe uh, getting some more tax benefit. So the cash flow side of it, they're not necessarily going to be profitable on a rental standpoint, unless you use some other strategies like vacation rentals or, or the new Airbnb or there's the other types of strategies you might use to get to make them profitable. Most of the houses are turned to homeowners. Okay, so I wanna I want us to continue down the path of long-term real estate investing because that seems to be um, the profitability is there. But we're going to cover that when we come back from the break. Uh, You're listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel and her very special guest, Tony Scotty. And we're talking about real estate on the great uh, state of Hawaii. Now, when we come back from break, we're also going to talk a little bit about comparisons to Hawaii and other parts of the world. Uh, there's uh, People are always wanting to know about the Caribbean destination. So want to see if there's any similarities to that. So we'll cover that when we come back. Stay tuned. And we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful, and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be, and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about island real estate, specifically in the great state of Hawaii, with my very special guest, Tony Scotty. So let's pick up where we left off, because you were discussing long-term real estate investing strategies. So go ahead, Tony. Yeah, I'd like to get back to that CPR project we were talking about, which is kind of a mid-term type of an investment. Um, I know it was a lot that came out, and so I'm going to go back and, and go back and take a look at that project a little bit and explain it. CPRs have been popular in Hawaii for a long time. Um, there's a lot of companies out here that that's what they focus on. But basically, a CPR, we're taking a 10,000 square foot lot, and we might have an existing house on there, and then we'll we'll add an additional house on there. So the example I talked about before, we had a three one that we had purchased right around a little over 600,000. And we um, turned around and split the lot through the CPR process, and then we were adding on a second dwelling in that property. So the first dwelling, we were able to actually have a tenant in place while we were doing this project, and we offered that property to that uh, those individuals to uh, buy from us. Now, once the second dwelling is finished, um, we will go ahead and take that property and then sell that outright. So um, actually having a person in place is nice during the construction process because it could be about a year, maybe a year and a half in the front dwelling unit, but then the back unit, uh, once we finish it, then we'll be able to sell that with a profit. And so we're looking at somewhere about $325,000 to $350,000 finished, um, finished lot, um, finished house, uh, three-bedroom, two-bath, and about 1,200, 1,300 square foot. And we'll be finishing it up, um, you know, probably selling it somewhere around. I, I say seven hundred, a little high, but maybe six fifty to seven hundred thousand dollars. So, a net profit, and of course, we don't know where that's going to be at the time, but it might be around maybe one hundred fifty to three hundred thousand 
um, once we're completed, depending upon, um, you know, any kind of, any kind of, uh, costs that come out of the blue or, or things like that. So. Wow. So that's basically the CPR process. Now, in comparison, like on the neighbor islands, for example, we, uh, we have done a CPR project on the big island where we actually found a lot that had two existing houses on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, the way that the process works is it's not really, um, it's, it's more of a paperwork uh, process of going through and making sure the houses are in good condition, getting that approved, getting architects to draw plans, getting the, the, the you know, the, the, the right of ways. And you actually have to set up like a little an association um, as part of this. But we had that property had two houses on it. Now we purchased that property for 250000 back in 2011 is when we purchased that. And there was two houses on there. One was a three-bedroom, one bath. And one was a three-bedroom, two bath. Um, they were renting combined rents for both properties, a little over $2,200. Um, what we did with those is we just took the time and collected rents. And once we split the properties, uh, right now, because the market has turned around a little bit, uh, the properties are probably worth about a little over 200000 205000 or so each. So a $250,000 investment in a couple of years, um, if we sell them outright, we're looking at, you know, maybe maybe $400,000 gross revenue. Um, and then, you know, the actual profitability, we, I can't really de- determine at this point because we haven't really uh, turned those completely. But you can see there's maybe 100000 maybe $110,000 in potential profit um, over a period of about two, two and a half years. You know what? I... What I'm hearing is this is a great way to invest using the CPR process. And in both examples that you shared, you're getting a decent return on your investment. One, you've got cash flow. In the first example, with a $600,000 purchase, you put a tenant in place. So you're already collecting cash flow right then and there while you are building or working on that uh, additional property on that that second lot. Now you've purchased for in the first example, you purchased it for six hundred thousand. You've got the tenant already in place, so you're collecting your cash flow, and then you're selling it. Thus, the second property or uh, house outright for about seven hundred thousand dollars. Did I get that correct on that first example? Yeah, it is, and actually, in the case of the, um, to get a little creative with is in the case of the first dwelling, we offered it to the actual tenants with uh, seller financing, um, because mm-hmm. as Dan was talking about 1031 exchanges, if you sell it with a profit, then you start looking at tax burden, so we're, we're doing a seller financing strategy, and then looking at a 1031 once we sell the second property, but the first one is kind of on a agreement of sale type of, um, type of uh, strategy. And you know what? I'm so glad you mentioned seller financing, but the key to all of this as being a real estate investor is using your real estate education to learn how to do that. I think that's critical because most people aren't aware that there are creative financing ways in order to to do real estate investing. And so would you agree to the key to this is having a very successful real estate investing education? 
Oh, I would say that yes, because basically prior to becoming a real estate investor, I was um, making ice cream and working in outside sales, and I had no real estate background. So getting the education and getting and working with uh, mentors to get me rolling was pretty, pretty, it was fundamental. Um, and understanding creative financing strategies, which we'll talk I'll touch a little bit on, but basically that the one that we did in the Big Island at Hilo, we actually went out and got private money, and private money is pretty expensive to do it. And so once we got the private money in, we could grab the deal quickly and close quickly, and then we went on and got traditional financing using a line of credit, um, and then now we're using that line of credit to do some various things that are actually allowing us to pay the house off a lot faster. Mm, you know what? Um, that leads me into my next question that I have for you, because I also know that you are a master in reducing debt through your debt acceleration program. Share a little bit about that. Yeah, we've been. Uh, I've been teaching it since uh, about 2009. I actually learned it, and for me, I was like a deer in headlights when I first learned it. But after spending a tremendous amount of time helping other individuals in the community, as well as working on it myself, I learned and created a whole bunch of new investment strategies where we're, we're learning how to reduce our interest costs in basically everything we do, not just necessarily in our, our home, but in our student loans and our car loans and, you know, and definitely in the investment side. But for the example we were talking about, we went out instead of having, you know, 15% interest and, and on a commercial, I'm sorry, a commercial on a private money loan, we went out and got a home equity line of credit um, to cover the whole price of what we had purchased in the Big Island, um, and then that dropped ourselves down to a four percent um, HELOC, a home equity line of credit. And that was on an investment property, and so that's a ten-year home equity line of credit with actually a principal and interest payment, but it's a home equity line of credit, which dropped our expenses down and made the properties cash flow while we're waiting for the, the CPR process to finish. You know what? You're giving me goosebumps, Tony, because a lot of people are not aware of that strategies. You definitely want to tap into the real estate education to do that. Now, you know, I'm I just want to touch very quickly on this. Um, a lot of folks, they are, they'll watch the HDTV and they'll watch the, the channels and they're watching the fix and flip and they're watching the island destinations. Are there any comparisons to the Hawaiian market and say the Caribbean of people who want to invest in real estate uh, in, the, in the Caribbean? Is there, any, is there any comparison to that? Well, I've done some research on, on international investing, and basically, you're all you're going to look at a, a house prices. I mean, I'm looking at you know the Caribbean islands. Your investments are, of course, anywhere from fifty thousand dollars to you know two million, three million, or whatever you're going to you're going to spend, you know, for the investment. Um, I would say um, side by side, it's really a matter of your you know location, location, location when it comes to you know maybe you know international or, or island investments. Now, the difference mm -hmm. with Hawaii, maybe in the Caribbean, is, you know, Hawaii um, is, you know, one of the part of the, you know, continent, or sorry, part of the United States, so the, the, reg the regulations are going to be something that are going to be a little easier to attain, whereas mm -hmm. when you go international, you have to do your research and get your attorneys and understand the international law, um, but I think your investment side, it, it's always, you're looking at one of two things. Are you looking for a cash flow type of investment? Are you looking for a um, a long term legacy um, holding strategy with you know with some income 
um, and eventually allowing that income to pay off the, the debt. So the key is to focus in on which strategy you're looking for before you actually go out and execute. Exactly, and the biggest thing that I do, because we invest um, all over the United States right now, and, and the biggest thing we make sure is we have a great team, because, you know, you can't always be there. If you live there like I live here, yeah, you can, but if you're not going to be there, you need to have a strong team to be able to help you and with checks and balances to, to make that happen and keep it profitable. Awesome. So we have just a few minutes left, Tony, and I want to give you an opportunity to share about a nonprofit organization that you are supporting as well as I uh, and, and uh, many of us in our real estate investing community. So why don't you share a little bit about that project? Well, the project that we're working on um, is a Statue of Responsibility. Um, Statue of Responsibility uh, is, is, was commissioned to be built, and it's a 300-foot um, a uh, uh, sculpture that's going to be built in, and placed in on the West Coast, um, similar to what we have in the Statue of Liberty uh, on the East Coast. Um, the idea is to connect both East and West, and knowing that the statue is there for for us to admire what we are. And the statue, for those of you who don't know, it's basically one hand grasping another hand in a strength grip that allows us to help um, people move to the next level. Um, that's my short version. I'm sure that James and Lisa, Price, uh, I'm not sorry, James. Um, <laughs> um, Gary, uh, Lisa, and Lisa Clark Price. Mm-hmm. Gary, Gary Price, and Lisa. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, Gary and Lisa, sorry, I keep thinking of my friend James, but Gary and Lisa, uh, they would give you a full-blown, wonderful outlook on, on, on the, the model and what they're trying to achieve, um, but we've been supporting that for about a year now, um, and that's kind of when we're doing nationwide, so... Well, with great freedom comes great responsibility. And as Americans, we all uh, need to take a look at how we can support our own citizens in terms of being responsible and continue to enjoy the great freedoms that we have in America today. So I think it is an awesome project. And I actually, thanks for the suggestion, because I'll reach out to them. Maybe they can uh, hop on the show and talk a bit more about the statute of responsibility. I think that'd be a great idea. So, Tony, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing about the Hawaiian market from a real estate investor. How can people reach out to you if they want to find out more information from you? Yeah, if you want more information, I have a a kind of a little fun website that we use. Uh, It's notaguru, N-A-T-A-G-U-R-U.com. It shares a little bit about what we're doing in, you know, the area of real estate investing, real estate education, um, you know, the different projects that we're working on um, in regards to we have a, a nonprofit here we're trying to establish and helping with financial literacy for for the, the high school and, and in early college years, too. So, but that's the way to get a hold of me. That's the best way. Awesome. Tony, mahalo. Thank you once again for being on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back for a financial literacy section on Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Stay tuned. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Okay, welcome back, everyone. So this section on financial literacy, my goal is to have something for everyone from your novices to your seasoned investors. So on this financial literacy section, I'm going to reveal just some basic, basic terms. So if you are interested in starting out with real estate investing, you know, you've got to learn the glossary. You've got to get the jargon down. You've got to understand some of the basic terms. That's what our real estate investing education is all about. So you can learn more about that. But today, let's focus on return on investment. People hear the term ROI. Like, what is that? What does that mean? So here's return on investment. It is a performance measure used to evaluate the efficiency of an investment, right? So it measures the amount of return on an investment relative to the investment's cost. So in order to calculate your ROI or the benefit or the return of the investment is divided by the cost of the investment and the result is expressed as a percentage or a ratio. So you've got your ROI equals your gain from the investment minus the cost of the investment divided by the cost of the investment. So because your ROI is measured as a percentage, it can easily be compared with returns from in from other investments. So let me give you a basic, basic example. 
Let's say, for example, you have John or Susie. Let's go with Susie. I like Susie. So Susie invests $1,000 in the Slice Pizza Corporation, right? And she sold her shares for a total of $1,200 a year later. So Susie invested $1,000 a year later, sold her shares for $1,200, okay? So in order to calculate the return on her investment, you would take the uh, $1,200, right, minus the $1,000, because that was the cost, the initial cost. Right, and then that's two hundred dollars is what's left over. So you've got twelve hundred minus a thousand equals two hundred. You divide that by the cost of the investment, which is a thousand. So your ROI is two hundred dollars over a thousand or twenty percent. So that's just your basic, basic terms for ROI. Now, here's another term. You've heard of ROI, but what's NOI? A lot of I's used in real estate investing terms. So let's break this down. NOI stands for net operating income. So net operating income is used in the real estate market to determine the revenue that a property generates less operating expenses. So an NOI determine, also determines the property's capitalization rate, or we usually call it cap rate or rate of return. So the capitalization rate is the rate of return on a real estate investment property based on the NOI or net operating income that the property generates. So a property's capitalization is calculated by dividing your annual NOI by the potential total sale price of the property. These are just the basic, basic terms that we use. Uh, the uh, net operating income normally is used when we are doing a multifamily union, unit or apartment building. The return OI, our investment, is used for any type of investment. It's a basic term that you use for efficiency. So there you have it. Let me close with a quote. And also, as listeners, if you have questions that you want me to answer, please do that as well. But uh, I'll either cover some, some basic terms or I'll read questions from my listing audience. But for today, we're going to close with this. Here's a quote from Josh Shipp that I really, really love. And it says this, you either get bitter or you get better. It's that simple. You either take what has been dealt to you and allow it to make you a better person or you allow it to tear you down. The choice does not belong to fate, it belongs to you. Remember that. This is an opportunity for you to create whatever you want in your life. Remember I started out, the path to entrepreneurship is clear. You want to own your own small business and invest in real estate. 
You've been listening to Keep It In Real with Lori Wetzel. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we will see you next week with a new topic and new guests. Take care and mahalo. Thank you so much for tuning into Keeping It Real. Be sure to join Lori Wetzel again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We know you'll learn something new every week, so we'll meet here again soon. Until then, focus on keeping it real and live a life of success.